And this is a Love Cult Transmission. We are opening a portal and inviting you into the Love Cult Transdimensional Space for love, creativity, spirituality, mysticism, the occult, and alternative life ways. And now, the great, the beautiful, the divine, Justice the Mystic. Hello, lovers, it is I, Justice the Mystic. Welcome into the Love Cult transdimensional space that we are creating here together. It is so good to have you, and I hope that you enjoy this time that we have to share together. This is transmission number 0005, the new moon transmission on the 16th of October in the year 2020 of the Common Era. Now, this transmission is quite long, so there are no segments in the middle, there's no tarot time, there's no um, intervention on my part, and I have no advertisements. I have nothing to tell you about ahead of time, so I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm actually very excited because this is the first transmission where the guest that I have on will actually be performing. So there is a few songs that are intermingled and intermixed into this conversation that I'm having tonight with my dear and lovely friend Rachel of the band River Ripley, who just released their debut album at the beginning of October. And it is a brilliant brilliant album i had the opportunity to be a part of it and i'm actually featured on the album on the last song the last track of the album called moonlight which we will be closing out the transmission with today so if you make it all the way to the end you will hear my voice pop up along with rachel on the song moonlight this was a beautiful, beautiful conversation, and I was so thankful to have it. We talked about so much. We talked about um, creativity and how uh, and Rachel's creative process, how she does it. We talked a little bit about spirituality and the spiritual journey that she has been on. And we also talked ultimately about transformation and how to start or give yourself permission to begin to transform your life and make it into what you desire it to be. I had such a wonderful, wonderful time. So without further ado, I present to you River Ripley and a conversation with my friend, Rachel. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me in your beautiful home uh, here and having this conversation with me. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a good one. Me too. <laughs> so thank, I'm excited. Thank I, you. 
I, I don't normally feel great about people being in my space. Um, there's like a very select few people that <laughs> I can relax. Like my bed's not made and I've got like underwear and, and <laughs> shit thrown all around my room. And, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't think twice. Like I feel Thank totally you. like this is going to be, it's going to be good. Good. I'm really I'm, stoked. Yeah. No, I feel great. Happy to have you here. And, yeah. And yeah. Every time uh, I sit down with somebody, I ask a question. And I'll introduce you a little bit beforehand in like our pre-introduction. That for all of you listening, that's already happened. You already heard that. Um, but the the very first question that I always ask is called the question of Absalom. And it's a very, very truth-telling question. And the answer is ever-changing and ever-evolving. So answer as broadly and as deep and as honestly as you feel necessary um, when you hear the question. So first of all, I like to ask, are you ready for the question of Absalom? I am, and I think I remember what it is because I listened. I listened to Dylan and Kevin's, and I knew it was coming, and I totally forgot to plan an answer. It's good. I don't. I love an unplanned answer to the question of Absalom. Okay, who are you? I love it. Um, yeah, I was kind of forming some thoughts because I knew it was coming. <laughs> but uh, no, some good things that I'm I'm glad I didn't prepare in advance because I think it's um, honest. Yeah, totally. Um, I am someone with five physical senses that is uninterested in any of them. And... I'm in an endless pursuit of how to communicate to other humans the things that are coming through these other senses that I don't quite know how to describe. And I think my medium tends to be music. Beautiful. So what is heard in these vibrations organizing the frequencies into something uh, resembling rock and roll and pop <laughs> music um, and trying to use that to tell the truth and um, to work shit out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think of a storyteller and a searcher and um, yeah, seeker, a feeler. That's beautiful. I, there's so much in that that I want. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> so ready. I see it. To like jump into. Um, I think that what I want to talk about first, however, is your brand new album. Yeah. That just came out. And this is your premiere album. It is my premiere album. Yeah. I've had many a failed premiere albums in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know this feeling. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, 
I yes. still don't have a premiere album. It's yeah. it, it's coming. <laughs> it I feel coming. it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, I honestly just to to be like super honest, I totally forgot to. I don't know. I was just so excited to sit and talk to you. Yeah. Like I wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm like ready. I'm on. I'm on the new things already. So I love it. I forget. But um, yeah, no. I'm really stoked. I want people to listen to it a lot because because I I think it's good. Yeah. And I don't normally think my stuff is good. Um. So the the album's called Quantum Myopic. Yeah. It's been in the making for two years. I knew from the get go what the name of the album would be. Um, the songs kind of came trickling in um, over the last two years. Really, last year was most of it. And I've yeah. been re- working on recording it, especially in lockdown. Um, and then I started getting ideas for a new album. And that, those were like flooding in mercilessly. Yeah. So <laughs> it, I got really overwhelmed and, and had like a couple weeks of like panic attacks. And then decided I just need to spend all of September working on this. Get it out in October. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think I like drunkenly something, maybe I was high. I don't know. I, <laughs> I messaged, <laughs> I messaged Annie Clark on Instagram and who and is one of your heroes? One of my heroes. I mean, it's not like we've like talked a teeny tiny bit before. Yeah. Um, and I, I told her about it and it was really sweet. It wasn't like creepy. And I just told her I'm about to put out my album. I'm really stoked. And she actually responded. And I'm like, cool. okay, I got, I, I have to finish this. Now song. you have to deliver. She said she wants to hear it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that was kind of gave me a kick in the pants. And yeah, it's 13 songs. It's 48 ish minutes of pure catharsis and fun and sci-fi weirdness. Yeah. And a lot of pop songs dressed up as rock songs. Totally. I think some of it, I, I was telling you before, I think before we started recording that, um, this album, I, I didn't really plan right. anything. It just, I let what it was happen. And it just, ca- it just came in yeah. as it came in. Yeah. It was exactly, it's, it's very un um, unfiltered Good. and like not yeah. strategized at all. <laughs> it's beautiful. So. I love it. I've listened to it several times oh, since yeah. it came out. And I obviously had the honor of being like a part of it. You so I listened it. to it earlier and I was on it. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everybody listening. Um, <laughs> Justice was on my audio review team because I my ears were so tired. I asked my friends, my audio nerd friends to listen to all of my mixes and give me feedback. And, and it, like, so you did hear it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I think I'm not um blowing smoke up your skirt when i say that it's brilliant when i say that it it really is a beautiful beautiful work of art and i really love everything about it um it just like song after song cuz i've heard some of it live because we've played live shows together mm-hmm. and i've heard some of it live and so every song that would come on, it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, you know, I heard this one, and just like being able to sit with it in a recorded setting versus a live setting, you hear like the true intricacies and the true um, layering and the true um, 
genius of little hints and little remarks and little notes here and there that only happen when you are an intentional artist taking your time in a studio setting. And I know that you, like you're saying you felt rushed. (laughs) Necessarily took my time. Could have taken more time. But knowing that you spent enough time with the songs to know, Oh, I feel like I need to say, I need to, I need to, um, put this audio effect on this and I need to say, yeah, in the background, like three layers back. There has to, there needs to be a gather yeah or something, you know, something uh, of that nature. And um, those are the things that I really enjoy when I listen to artistry or like the small change ups, the small little things and track after track. As I listen to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is a great song. Next one. Oh wow, this is a great song. Um, and and Thank you. it's very rare um, that I listen to a full album and go, I liked all of those. Uh, very very rare. Even on people who are really like good at what they do, there's usually like some that I'm like, oh yeah, that was okay, <laughs> you know. But it was. It's really good. And this album, um, I know you said the songs kind of trickled in as you recorded it and as the years went along. But this is like the um, the concept of the album originated kind of with the concept of the band River and the character River Ripley, right? Yeah. It, well, it all it's all kind of one like pulling pulling at the thread. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of how it goes with creativity. Yeah. And the the long story short, and I've shared this on social media, um so I won't like go into the full long story. Um but I 2018 was a dark year for me. Mm-hmm. Going into 2019 January, there was like I need to either just off myself or like figure some shit out. Yeah. And Um, part of that was like my creativity had been so dormant because I, I was dealing with a lot of things in my identity, um, with my past and religion. And that's probably a whole thing we could go into. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Let's do that right now. Like, cause this, the question was already coming up in me already. So I want to, I want to dig into that because when you say, it was a dark year. I either needed to off myself or figure something out that yeah. makes people very uncomfortable. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm great at making people. Uncomfortable. Me too. <laughs> and, and, uh, but I live in those spaces with you yeah. and those are things that I talk about all the time because I mean, that's reality for a lot yeah. of people and we need to talk about it more. So <clears throat> What were some of the things surrounding, go into what you were already going into. Uh, Your creative was lying dormant. What were the things coming at you that made you feel something's got to give or I need to give up? Yeah. No, the bullet, the bullet points are grew up in the Christian church. Okay. Parents divorced when I was quite little, very dysfunctional. I have a very, I have a decent relationship with both my parents. So I'm not, 
I'm not like throwing them under the bus, mm-hmm. but it, it was dysfunctional. Um, and I think they would both agree mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Um, and really the, the church raised me spiritually and emotionally. And mm-hmm. I got some very negative messages as a female. Um, and just as like how, how you relate to being a human being, right. I was completely skewed. Um, feeling constantly not good enough or um, what I'm allowed to be as a woman. Mm. I just know on the inside that that's not who I am. Um, Like I was always wanting to do the things all of the boys were doing, not, Mm. not out of like rebellion, but that's just who I am. Um, I was always gravitating toward the stage and music and Mm. always, always like, uh, learning to play songs by ear constantly. But um, all of that, fast forward, mm-hmm. spent the first several years of my adult life very heavily involved in um, Christianity, my faith, um, trying to be a good Christian girl. Yeah. Um, I would never have admitted this, but trying to find a good Christian man to settle down with and start yeah. a family. And, yeah. and, and it wasn't really in my like interests. I don't know. I I just as much as I as much as I knew that that's what I thought I wanted. If that makes any sense. Totally, um, I'm with you, and and that's what you're supposed to do, is have a family and children, yeah. and find find. That's, that's if, what a good Christian girl yeah. is allowed to do, and. Yeah. But I still had a rebellion in me. Like, I still have to do it slightly differently. Mm. Um, but I, I put my my musicianship and my artistry on back burner because it was very clear that the direction I was going in naturally, like in my teen years, um, it wasn't acceptable. So I morphed from being like I was a little, little rocker teen, <laughs> black hair and playing electric guitar and in bands and making a lot of music and I had no thoughts of um, insecurity, even though I I had thoughts of clearly I'm not accepted by certain people, but I was Mm -hmm. just so creative and I didn't know, um, I didn't, I didn't know to judge myself yet. Right. Um, That I was just cranking out. Like I have, hundreds of songs that I just cranked out and they're good songs and the I mean the skill level's not there but I made a hard turn at 18 to like well like acoustic coffee house is more acceptable and like has to be contemplative it's definitely more Christian more Christian yeah (laughs) um so I spent I've spent my the first part of my my adult life trying to create this version of myself Mm. um, that was me, but an acceptable version of me. Right. And um, without like, there's a lot of bits and pieces to it, but I got, I moved from Arizona to Ventura, Mm -hmm. had mental health collapse. I did, I had um, a suicide attempt in 2015 Mm -hmm. and it's been basically since then running as far away from that as I possibly can because mm-hmm. losing control and, and the, the 
psychological trauma that it does to yourself. Like I can't even, can't even get this right. Like right. <laughs> I'm such a failure. I can't right. even get this right. And the, the loss of control because then people took over my choices. Like totally because I, you know, I couldn't be relied upon to make choices for myself. Right. Um, and the last five years has been this process of, mentally spiritually figuring out like who i am where i'm supposed to be and um you know throw falling in love with a dude in the mix and thinking that this is the one Mm -hmm. that god brought into my life right um and having that not work out there that kind of triggered a spiral Mm. because i was doing pretty well before that that kind of triggered a spiral um, into like, okay, God doesn't give a shit about me or like mm. God's just tormenting me mm. um, because I've been a good girl. Like I've done all the right things. I've lived by the book. Like yeah. I have I have survived through hell and back. And um, it, it was about, I think about a year, I guess not fully a year after, the, after we broke up. We broke up in August of 2018. Mm-hmm. And... January of 2019 was when I got to this point of like, I need to just off myself or figure shit out Mm -hmm. because it's not working. I felt really insecure. Like I had gained a ton of weight and just didn't think my musical abilities measured up to the things that I wanted to do with those abilities. Right. I had everyone around me telling me wonderful things about me, but I'm like, no, I'm a fraud. Like you guys don't know, I can't, I can't do any of this. Like all of these amazing creative people around me and I, I don't have a vision. I don't have a voice. Um, so there were a couple of, a couple of, um, very, I say the word serendipitous, but Mm. I think there's an element of divinity. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like the word fate and destiny. Totally. To me, it means something different now, not, Mm -hmm being in the evangelical mindset, but there was, there were a few fateful things that happened that just sparked a vision cool. and put me on the right path. Um, and it took a while. There, there was um, several pretty miserable singer songwriter acoustic songs <laughs> um, and nothing against that. It just I, like I was rehashing something that, right it it clearly wasn't wasn't my place it wasn't mm. where i was supposed to be um and then i uh so i was already working on music i was planning on putting out an album that year and and then i randomly came across saint vincent on like a youtube yeah. rabbit hole yeah. and it was it was like everything in me all of the multitude of experiences that I have being a hardcore Jack White fan. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was like all of it converged and, and I'm very, my style's very different from her. Number Mm -hmm. one, I'm like not even one twenty fifth (laughs) of her skill and like, she's very talented. She's, she's insane. Um, but the way that she utilizes technology, Mm -hmm. Um, songwriting mm-hmm. and musicianship and then the like artistry part of it 
those those are all like I didn't know that I could put things together in whatever the fuck way I wanted. Yeah. And I saw someone who was putting it together in yeah. whatever the fuck way she wanted right. to. Right. And um female and defying what you're allowed to do as mm-hmm. a female. Um and so I I decided I wanted to buy an electric guitar and I'm gonna I need to challenge myself because I like outgrew the acoustic. It just mm-hmm. wasn't it not outgrew, but it wasn't resonating with me right. anymore. Um so I, I did shop around for several electrics and, and I just couldn't find anything that really felt right. And so I just ordered hers. <laughs> Her model. Her model, yeah. yeah. The Saint Vincent signature. Um and right away yeah. songs started coming. Just flooding. Pop mm. was the first one. Um and it was like probably like one every couple of weeks. That's awesome. And then it got a little more spaced out over the fall because then we put we were putting the band together and mm. like practicing and sucking <laughs> terribly. <laughs> Me, not not the band. Um, I was not communicating well, and we, we, we're yeah we're figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm barely learning this instrument and right. Um, not just the, the playing part, but the, um, pedals and tones and yeah. Every aspect that goes into playing electric guitar. It's not just the technique involved Mm. in moving your fingers and strumming at the same time or picking. There is a whole, yeah, Um, yeah. You already knew how to play the guitar to an extent. It's a little bit different, but there's a whole nother realm of electric guitar that is tone. That is what amp you're choosing, what pedals mm -hmm. you're using. That's yeah, yeah. So that was really what what it was. Once that piece entered, Mm. everything else just started happening, and River Ripley like came after the first couple of songs were written because i'm like this isn't this isn't rachel's like surf pop acoustic singer songwriter stuff this is something totally different and i need it i need the freedom i need the space Mm -hmm. to do whatever i want um and it not be me yeah. because this i don't i'm stepping into something that i don't know what it is but it's a little beyond me right now um, so yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. really what catalyzed the beginning of the River Ripley stuff. River and, Ripley. Um, and this album. And this album. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm a rabbit trailer. No, I love so it. Rain no, I love me it. in. No, I love it. <laughs> yeah. This album and, um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. So. It's yeah, no, it's beautiful. I'm obsessed with, um, the idea of myth and character and I'm obsessed with creating or experiencing and working with um, entities that are beyond ourselves. And so mm-hmm. I'm catching on to what you're saying here. You're saying I needed to be able to perform and not be me. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing because yeah. I, I did not like me and I wasn't confident with me. And so I built an amalgamation of all of my favorite female characters and summoned their strength for shows. And I would literally go through this process, changing my face, transforming my face and wearing a wig. And I, I would tell people I'm like a, like a really fucked up Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> but it was like an amalgamation of, of 
my favorite heroines in, in films yeah. and films and cinema and shows and anime. And you've created this whole character. At first, I thought it was a character. And Tell I've, us about over it. Yeah. time, I've realized, um, and actually, it was a therapist because I've been in therapy this whole time. And uh, the therapist said, Are they really different? Right. Maybe. Meaning you and River Ripley, mm-hmm. Rachel and River Ripley. Are they really different? Are they really different? Yeah. And um, I, um, that that kind of like messed with me for a little bit. And I've, I've realized it, it didn't take me too long. It took me a few months to really be like, no, like, oh, that, that's the part of me mm. that the church put in a cage. Right. The say church, some more, the perver- say some more. <laughs> the proverbial church. Um, that's the part of me that American, like, Western evangelicalism put in a cage that the the dysfunction from my childhood, the the messages, whether intentional or inadvertent, that were that I received from my upbringing and from Christianity, there was part of me that was locked away because I wasn't allowed to be her, and I had an epiphany I think like last fall, mm. and I'm like, oh, I'm going for this, right? I'm going for this, and I think that was around the time we did our show, yes. And, oh, that was rad. <laughs> and I just went full force until it, it didn't take long believing she is me. And then I stopped. Really, I would correct people if they accused me of using River Ripley as a moniker. Um, and I'd say, no, River Ripley is a band name. This is the, me that I've been the whole time. Right. And I'm just being allowed to be who I am for the first time right. in my life. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me that I'm not allowed to right. be me anymore. Yes. So. Where where do you think that inner strength came from? When, and, and is there oh God. is there a moment behind that, um, or was it um, a slow healing process of transformation where you realized, no, this is me, and I am no longer going to let anyone tell me that I can't be myself. To be to be honest, I think I'm still in process. Okay. Um, and if I belch, it's because I just we're drinking Lacroix. <laughs> and then talking. I feel the bubbles, yeah. And then like talking into a microphone, it's like uh, inevitable that we're yeah. gonna burp right now. So I think I'm I'm still in the process because I still deal with like all of the gnarly demons and the messages like all of those same thoughts swirl around this from the beginning of all of this or when i you know back in january of 2019 um i i think can can you rephrase the or tell me the question where is that inner strength coming from where where's the voice that's giving you permission coming from you know when you're when your therapist asks are are they really different and you realize oh no they're not um what voice enters in or what what is entering in what power is entering in and saying permission granted that's 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 (laughs) a tough one stumped me um 
I, I don't know what you want to call it. I think I read this book um, by Jamie Lee Finch. Love her. Love her. Love her so much. You The, the Sex Witch. Although I think she's changing that name because she gets a lot of weird DMs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel that. Uh-huh. Um, no, I read the book You Are Your Own and it's about religious trauma and mm. how... And I kind of have a double whammy because I, I have like actual sexual trauma mm. and then I have religious trauma and then a lot of emotional trauma from my right. my parents and the dysfunctional situation. Which any form of religious trauma, in my opinion, is another form of sexual trauma to a certain extent as well. Oh, for sure. I think as a woman too, the messages you yes. get about it's your fault, like your body's a shameful thing. And, and I promise this is a point that I'm coming around to. Um, but I completely disconnected and disassociated mm. from my body yeah. and came to see my body as a bad thing. Um, and kind of that, that book was an epiphany. Yeah. Um, because it was like she was telling my story verbatim. Every feeling, every... Yeah. memory and and aching pang of every time you turn your own self away mm. um what that does to you mentally and emotionally um so you ask me where does that strength come from yeah i i don't know if i i guess i have to say partially i don't know mm. i i still believe in the divine. Yeah. I still believe in God. I don't like the word God mm. because God is a man, an old white man with a penis. Yeah. Um, judging me harshly. Right. And very finicky, you know, you're the Old Testament yeah. God. Um, that I'm, I have anxiety thinking about, am I doing enough? Right. Um, but the divine, that's a reconceptualizing and through my own experiences in meditation and, um, my own form of prayer and searching and seeking, Mm. I don't, I don't know if it's that me that was there the whole time, just ready to, to be freed and to be loud. If that's Mm. where the strength came from and it's, a, a part of like time where this is all tying into the album, the message of the album is vulnerability and power mm. being one. And wow. the whole, the whole process, this whole process for me has been being okay with being vulnerable. And because of that, being able to access more power so I don't I don't know if it's the me that was there the whole time, like mm. ready to like take shit over, or if it's the divine unlocking that and things are fatefully being woven together. It feels that way. Right. I mean, I look at right. the way things have played out. Like, I mean, when was it? Like February, January of 2019, discovering mm. St. Vincent, March of 2020 having an actual face-to-face conversation, well, right. Instagram live stream, you right. know, with right. St. Vincent. And, like, that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> that doesn't 
didn't happen. Um, and her giving a shit about my album. Right. Like, my little rinky-dink album. Like, it, it feels like things have lined up in a way that is yeah. beyond something I could have tried to do for myself. Yeah, and... and- and I wasn't trying to do anything for myself other than like, I need to fucking make things because I'm a maker of things. Right. And I haven't been being a maker of things. That That's, that's a beautiful point. I think that this Am is. Am I allowed to swear? Uh, abso- okay. Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is something that's really, really been coming up for me recently and really started at the end of 2019 when really at the at your encouragement after i had played like a songwriting um gig that you had set up and you were like we have to do a show i it's fun be, it's really fun talking to you because our stories so interweave and overlap yeah, they, they do. <laughs> like it's we never... have lots of shared experience separately yeah like very similar things and goings on we like weave and collide and then go away yeah but it's 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 uh it's harmonious frequencies right no totally i agree with that completely um but you just encouraged me and said put together a band let's do a let's do a show and i said okay and um i didn't realize that the action of doing that would ignite something in me that had been dormant for so long. I'm so stoked to hear that. So, which that, that was the first show that show on that night last, what was that? It was November, November 22nd or something like that. Um, was the first show that I ever played where I felt like I was my best self performing. Mm, It was a, damn good performance thank you do you know you know but i i'm resonating with you when you're talking about river ripley Mm -hmm. um because you're like uh, she is you and she's giving you permission to do all the things that you've always felt Mm -hmm. were inside of you and that night i felt the same way oh and bringing it back to this point that the focus of this year for me has been deciding when you decide that you're going to do something and you decide it wholeheartedly, that's when things get fucking weird. Mm -hmm. That's when the divine or what we perceive as the divine or the Mm -hmm. higher self or the universe or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, whatever name any listener or any person would want to give to it gets involved and starts interweaving some crazy shit into our lives and brings us to the point where you're face to face on Instagram with one of your heroes. Right. (laughs) It's like, uh, all of that to say that the question is stemming from the question of what gives you that permission or what gives you that strength. Um, Coming from this desire to constantly, in everything that I do, give other people um, permission to do what they desire to do Mm. and be who they've always desired 
Yeah. Oh gosh. If I I keep forgetting that people are going to listen to this, but people who are listening, that's like, I mean, you know what my day job is. Yeah. This, that's what my job is. Yeah. I, I so desperately want people to see the creative genius inside of themselves and to just go to just not stop. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling that energy harder. Yeah. It's, and it's, you, you, it it is, there comes a point in time or maybe several points in time where as artists, we come to that point, your early 2019 point of where the divine and the resistance or the oppressor are knocking at your door at the same time Mm -hmm. and they're asking the same question which is the question of absalom which is why it's so powerful Mm -hmm. but the oppressor is asking who the fuck are you yeah are you even gonna do this you know you're gonna fail right and there's that oppressive existential dread Mm-hmm. And the divine is lovingly and gently asking you, who are you and who have you refused yourself from being? Because I am calling you into what you've always desired to be. I'm calling everything that's led you down this oppressive hole and has led you to this end point now is because you're stopping the flow. You're stopping the Jews. Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You're better than that. You're, you are, you are. Just let it unfold. And when you commit yourself to doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like fire. And it's scary as fuck. It is scary. Yeah. I've been, while and you were saying. All the things don't just go away. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. You're still like, it's not like you just transform into wanting to, or into to feeling secure. Right. <laughs> to feeling right, right. It's, it's more like you, you just know you have to face that and, right. and do it. Um, and I was, I was thinking of a couple of things when you were talking about yeah. the oppressor and, you know, and in Christianity would say like, oh, that's the enemy, the devil. Um, and, and in that concept, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's the part of me over and over again through the whole thing. It didn't go away. It never went away. It's still, I mean, now that Annie told me she thinks I'm talented, it went away a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the whole, the whole time it didn't go away. Oh, you suck. You I would record videos of myself playing electric guitar so I could critique myself and figure out what to do better. And it just felt like there was no progress. And then there's a show coming up and I'd practice until my fingers were cracking and, and, and then I'd go and just we'd bomb the show or we'd, we'd went to a little local open mic thing just to practice. Cause it was, it was, we didn't have to rent a rehearsal space again, yeah. <laughs> do yeah. three songs and, and practice like with the pressure and like the equipment, like the, I wasn't used to their amp because it right. was like a house, house amp or, um, looking like an idiot on stage or just bombing that solo. And, right. 
and people laughing at me and you know and at that and at that point I hadn't lost any weight yet and so I was feeling like I'm not even pretty enough to make them like to to make it make up for it you know and that's a total load of shit lie too totally Um, but it was something that I like I was believing like I'm not I'm not pretty enough to front a band and like uh you know, at least if I if I were really pretty, they'd forgive a couple of bad notes. Right. Um, <laughs> but I felt like I'm just I'm just failing over and over again. But I'm I from what I do for a living, I know the process. Yeah. And I think that was that was a little bit of saving grace. That totally. was if I can encourage you or anyone listening and you're on this journey. So I don't think you need much yeah. convincing. Um no, I still do. You, okay. So bring it on. So, uh, <laughs> um, as much as the failure hurt and it, the embarrassment and the shame hurt, I knew what I tell my kids. And I, I teach music. I teach, I, I like mentor kiddos and adults and people of all ages. Um, and I know that like, what do you call it? It's, oh goodness. Uh, it's. I'm going to think of it later. Maybe I'll text it to you and you can like edit it (laughs) in. Insert here. Um, But it, it feels worse before you get better because it's not that you get worse before you get better, but you become aware of how bad you are. (laughs) You, you gain the knowledge and the skill enough to know how bad you are. And I see it happen with people that I work with on the other instruments that I work with them on. So I know like, you know, acoustic guitar, I'm, I'm pretty good at, but electric guitar, this is a whole other world and I'm terrible. There's all of this, these, the the gear, I hate technology and, uh, (laughs) and now I love it. But, um, I knew if I could push through those uncomfortable things and I knew that I knew that they were going to happen and I knew it would be bad before it was good. And so what I started all of this in January of 2019, we had our show together in November right. of 2019. And that was the first time I'm like, oh, this is, it It paid off 11 months. And I mean, it wasn't perfect. I have the recordings and it's far from perfect, but it was. It was so good. It it was like, oh, I, yeah. I, I almost touched it. I yeah. almost touched it. I, we're so yeah. close. Yeah. And the energy in the room and looking looking up and like, seeing like I, I remember seeing like um Dylan yeah I saw Dylan in the back of the room during one of my songs and yeah. he's like grooving yeah, and had yeah. a smile on his yeah. face I'm like oh I think it's I think it's I think it's good yeah um it was it is. and yours yeah. was great too and <laughs> even hearing you talk in retrospect about our intersecting yeah side, side note is funny because I remember I I heard um something Marty showed me of you singing with them mm-hmm. and you were just harmonizing. You weren't full on going out because you were serving that song um, and just serving as support. Um, and I had kind of gone into this mode of, I just want to cultivate creativity around me everywhere. Yeah. And so anybody who did music or wrote songs, I'm like, will you play a show? I'm going to yeah. put on a show. Will you play yeah. a show? Yeah. Um, and so I asked you and then you like melted my face off and so i'm like we need to play a show together and and i thought like you were gonna think like oh i don't play a show with this 
talentless peasant (laughs) and (laughs) to to hear that you were in that same process of self-doubt it's it's just funny yeah um and even when we did that show together um november 2019 i was thinking um beforehand yeah beforehand i'm like we're gonna just that's why I made us go first because I'm like we're we're just gonna not be even worthy of Justice's band and um we're it's yeah we're true. just we're just kind of riding the coattails here, <laughs> um but it's cool in in retrospect to just hear that yeah we we're really on the same journey of totally. like hating ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and le- yeah and learning to love and learning yeah. to express and learning. Uh, for me really recognizing is like oh it was a good reminder like oh i like this mm-hmm. this is kind of what i'm supposed to be doing with my life yeah like uh i'm still riding the high from november 29th <laughs> i'm still same. on it we've had, we've had a shit show of a year and I i'm know. still i'm still riding the high same yeah. no literally same because they're the lessons that i was learning in that time really prepared me Maybe this is shitty to say, but I'll, I'm going to say it anyway. The lessons that I learned last year in 2019 really prepared me to walk through 2020 with my head held high mm. and without being afraid, um, which maybe I'm being naive or overly optimistic, um, but I kind of feel like I know that things are going to shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like turning a blind eye towards the failure of capitalism, capitalism <laughs> and the failure of the American country at all. Like I know that that's happening, but there's from the lessons and from figuring that stuff out, everything that we've been talking about so far, going through these internal journeys of who do I want to be and who who am I? Am I this person that I was forced to be or taught to be or thought that I was had to be? Or am I this creative, magical human being that expresses and releases mm-hmm. good shit on the earth, even if it's falling apart? And that really has carried me through truly the lessons I learned in 2019 and the years previous since my mental collapse (laughs) a few years back, the, all of those lessons really have brought me to this space where in 2020, uh, yeah, there are moments of fear. Yeah. There are moments of concern, but ultimately I know who I am and I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing Mm. in having conversations like this in making and writing music in creating, we're we're making a thing right now. Yeah. in creating, uh, cultivating creative and spiritual community. And it's all because of the lessons Mm -hmm. and the realization of like, Oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. Okay, I'm going to fucking go for it now. I, I have this this thought. Um, 
the, the lockdown and everything that's happened, I think it's so good for artists. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a good dose of like pain and and questioning. And I don't yeah. I don't take lightly anything happening. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, just right. So people know I'm not like right. yes suffering. Right. Right. No 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 no. Um, but we're we're kind of in a place where we are paused. Mm-hmm. We can't do the superficial shit right now. Nope. So we have people at home honing skills, mm-hmm. making albums, recording podcasts, right. meditating, right. putting meditations on the internet for right. other people. Right. Um, there's, there's, things are steeping right now. Totally. And I'm... I don't think we're at the end of anything. No. You know, like yeah. I know there's a lot, everybody's having existential crises right now. <laughs> um, but when things do go back to functioning right in a similar way to what it <laughs> used to. Right. Just think of the creativity that's going to be unleashed. Exactly. Because of that and right. like everything everything through it that um that it's brought about right yeah (laughs) it's interesting to watch people's life crumb like crumble around them Mm. and um see them like suffering and feel for them and be there and be supportive with them but in in a lot of sense it's like for me it's like hey welcome to the club like uh Mm -hmm. This is good. This is good for everyone to happen at least once in your life uh-huh. for your entire identity to crumble like, around you. I like that. Welcome to the club because even though I've been having the same questions and totally existential questions as everybody else, um, there's a part of me that's like my ears perk up. This is. This is the kind of environment that a melancholy creative person lives in, whether or not there is actual suffering. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And it is kind of like, yeah, well, welcome. Yeah. You're finally here on the same page yeah. with us. Um, like, we're all paying attention right now. And this is a time to pay attention to what, and I air quotes, the universe yeah. is saying. Yeah. And what we are saying to ourselves yeah. the, the, our our inner voice right. is saying 100% which is scary to most people because they don't ever listen to their inner voice they don't recognize that, that sounds terrible i know <laughs> that's what i'm trying my, to tell people my inner voice won't <laughs> shut up my inner voice is a bitch <laughs> um an insightful bitch. <laughs> Highly insightful. Will you play a song? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this one? I think I'm going to start with um, No Sympathy. This is the third song, I think, on my album. Um, and it's actually one of the more recently. This was written in 2020. Cool. Um it's kind of a, a lullaby to myself. Um, I pictured when I was recording the vocal, I just pictured the scene in Kill Bill, the second one, mm-hmm. after she had punched her way 
out of the coffin. Out of the grave, yeah. She, like, looked like shit. She had been, like, shot up. She was bleeding and muddy and just, like, hobbling through the desert. <laughs> so that's kind of the scene that I had when I was recording it. I really, when I when I wrote it, it's just one verse that repeats. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any of that in mind. I was just self-soothing, so. Yeah. But, yeah. I love that so much. One, one little verse. I love it. Thank you. What, uh, what do you mean when you can't carry sympathy? Um, I mean, it's, it's a very cliche artist, melancholy, depressed person thing. Um, that have a pity party. Mm. I was kind of in the middle, or I guess the beginning of 2020, in addition to the pandemic, was going through um, a multitude of other unnecessary <laughs> <laughs> trials. Um, 
and I I got physically ill mm. because of it, and I felt like all of my progress was just halted because mm. um, I lost like 45 pounds last year and suddenly physically couldn't do anything and I had no desire to eat anything healthy. Right. I wanted instant comfort. I couldn't get it from exercise. And um, I, yeah, I just had a few days of like really gnarly sulking. And I, th- these lyrics just, I don't know how it happens for you when you're in creative mode, but mm-hmm. like the things that I need to hear are spoken to me and I just like hear them and write them down. And those words all kind of I have the original voice recording and it's the words are pretty much like a couple things tweaked but the same and it was what I needed for that moment like no you don't get to give up Mm. no like yeah it can be hard be sad today yeah lay in bed today like like get get a hamburger today but yeah um you don't you don't get to live in that space anymore you you're not there anymore and so I think that's where saying you you cannot carry sympathy and it's it's an exhortation to me Mm. um but it's you know i'm saying son like hey little brother hey Mm -hmm. little sister you know there's moments where you don't you're not afforded to live in that space you have to keep moving right so that's beautiful thank you that is really beautiful when um we both have background in church music mm-hmm. and in leading worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell the people that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they know now. They know now. Um, uh, like, oh, the naked pictures make sense now. She <laughs> broke. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm, too true of a cliche. <laughs> she broke. Um. When when I hear you saying the words that you need to hear just come through, I would do a lot of what I would call in my charismatic mm-hmm. evangelical days, mm-hmm. what I would call prophetic worship. That's where you and I are right up in the <laughs> same vein. Yeah. And... It's I was I was too out there for the Christians. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like fringe Christianity. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I enjoyed speaking in tongues and rolling mm-hmm. around on the floor, which I, <laughs> quite honestly I still do. <laughs> as as long as you're like not blaming God for it. Totally. <laughs> It's my own thing. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's like if you want to do the worm on the floor, like more power it. to you. I love it. Um, but essentially, looking back now and having this spiritual, uh, living in the spiritual milieu that I do now, I go, oh, I was channeling. Like I was mm-hmm. tapping into a higher self, God, the universe, light astrolight or whatever name you want to give it. I was saying what either I needed to hear or what I was picking up in the room that other 
people needed to hear. Mm. I was giving messages. Yeah. Do you feel like kind of that's sometimes how your creativity operates oh when you're saying that it just comes through to you yeah i think that's why the spontaneous worship or the prophetic worship like that drew me in that spoke to me Mm. like a lot yeah i almost moved to kansas city to go to ihop well i wasn't gonna name it but yes i was gonna (laughs) no i was i was actually everyone that's not charismatic christians like ihop what the the, fuck yeah what's wrong with pancakes (laughs) pancakes i love pancakes (laughs) Yeah, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to lead worship there. And I, I, I saw like Misty Edwards is, that's as close of what I see myself doing as I like have found in the Christian realm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to do that. Um, and Same. it's kind of cool yeah. looking at Misty Edwards because I still love her music so much. And I love her heart. I love, I love Misty Edwards. And um, it's funny because I, I look at her, I'm like, oh, she is, she's Annie. She's mm. she and Annie are like so in that same pocket, just totally. completely different beliefs driving what they're doing. Right. Um. So yeah, I almost ended up there right before I moved to California. So glad I chose to have a mental breakdown in California instead. Instead of devoting your life to God. Instead of devoting my life to prayer. No, <laughs> things at IHOP kind of went south. Um, they did. Yeah, they went south there. So I'm I'm glad I didn't end up there. For a lot of reasons. But to answer your question, yeah, like, though, that was such a natural thing. And I I grew up in, like, n- well, I've been in tons of different denominations. But mm-hmm. my adult life, I spent most of the time at non-denominational mm-hmm. churches. And I made people super uncomfortable. Because if I felt the spirit leading or, you know, that's what we would call it, the spirit leading. If yeah. I felt... I love it. If I heard these words and I just felt... You know, you recognize it's like a, you're, like you say, channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you are interpreting things with senses beyond what you can describe. Exactly. Yeah. Going um, back to what you said in your answering of the question of mm-hmm. Absalom, an interpretation of things that you're feeling mm. with your extra sensory perception. Yeah, it's it's the same as like the perfection prophetic we're operating in the prophetic and i'm comfortable saying that now um and this is i have a lot of i have wonderful christian friends who challenge me a lot with with things that i'm going through and things that i say and one of the things i'll tell them is i feel like i am not serving god or being a christian if i waste the things that i'm hearing and seeing because they're is a vivid universe that I can't I can't limit myself based on this square cube that you've put me in. Yeah. Um, like I can't, I can't live in a box because I I don't think God air quotes um, <laughs> is you know cannot be boxed right. and and I, like I feel like I have this gift as an artist of hearing and seeing and it's not just meant to repeat the same regurgitated. Uh, English translated phrases from an ancient uh, Middle Eastern text. Right. <laughs> um, I think there, and nothing wrong with that either, but totally. there's just so much more that I have eyes and ears to see. And I like, I want to go as hard after that and stretch myself to 
whatever edges of this creativity or this gift is as right. I possibly possibly am capable of. Right. Um, and I think that is living in divine purpose. Totally. To run myself to the edges of whatever the gift is yeah. that I have and that you have. Yeah. You know. Is that is that like is that in tandem with what you would call your creative process? When you're creating something, what what are the things that are taking place? How are you sensing? What do you like how does that work for you? I don't want to sound like an arrogant asshole and I don't want to piss people off, but I, like being 100% honest, I don't have to try. It just is like it's breathing great. for me. And I have friends that have told me that and it makes sense because I didn't understand in like English creative writing class why I would be done with a paper in 10 minutes and the smartest kid in the class would be scratching their head. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just so much a part of my DNA that I've learned because I teach people this, yeah. um, how to put it in different language, um, which is a fun creative challenge for me because totally. I, have to, I have to be creative to figure out how to teach people how to be creative. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's a part of my essence, but the thing that has really given that wings is actually just being disciplined. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think the discipline is creating a space, yeah, a clean, organized space, like doing the dishes first, taking a shower, um, making sure that there's nothing, nothing distracting me because anxiety has held me back a lot mm. because I have a million things that I don't know where to start. I think, I, I think I have some kind of ADD, like for real. Um, but learning how to just organize the really practical things, mm. um, freeing myself to just be able to focus. And, and I love you're in my living room right now. Right. This is my grown up playroom. Yeah. Um, I have my my record player and my records and my speakers and my piano and my guitar and right. my amp and and it's and my my TV which I will play songs on and jam along to yeah. and write lots of music. Um, but my playroom is useless if I don't first take care of all of the adult, boring, responsible things right. that um, that will stress you out like in the background yes. that will kind of nag at you and keep you from really, block you. Yeah. It's blocking you. Me now is agreeing with you wholeheartedly and like saying, yes, discipline is key. Mm -hmm. Um, and 15 year old me is like, fuck you, you yeah. bitch. <laughs> no, same. I, I'm, I, it just happens. It just comes out. I can't control it. Well, wait until you're 30. Yeah, it's being being an adult is it kind of puts a puts a damper. Our our society doesn't value I mean it values creative types like once they're an idol, like once right, you, once right. you're Kanye, right. like then you're on then you're you, fine. Then it's yeah. it's you are you're a genius. But yeah. when you're just like when you're an, a normal human paying paying bills <laughs> yeah. and you know, we're just we're we're like broke ass artists just trying to live and create yeah. and be who we are authentically. And I honestly wouldn't want to be in any other space right. than that, not the broke ass part, but just like you said, being who you are. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't say the discipline part is like a hard and fast 
rule. I know that for me, that's what, um, helps to free me up. And, and I, I would say as a caveat to that, um, obeying, there's going to be moments where you kind of have to just stop everything and obey an idea, Mm -hmm. like document it, Mm -hmm. um, pull on that thread a little bit. So no, no, I, I, I think everybody has the ability to be creative, but there are some people that it's just kind of their language and the way that I have friends that are amazing at like math and numbers. Mm -hmm. And that seems like witchcraft to me (laughs) and they they just flow in equations. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I totally, I can't, I I can't balance a checkbook. (laughs) 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 Clearly. (laughs) yeah that's i mean it's so interesting because truly uh, as as a young person i was like discipline and goal setting yeah that's not really my thing bro Mm -hmm. oh Um, yeah same but now i'm like oh wow how many how many times did my lack of discipline actually get in the way of Mm -hmm. being a creative being and how many times um, did I have to shut down my creativity because I hadn't been disciplined and hadn't been responsible. And so I didn't have the space to open up to the creativity. Mm-hmm. So the, the discipline and, uh, the obedience to, uh, re- really your, your self and doing your dishes after you eat you know, creates. Well, let's, let's not be t- a little. That's that's a little <laughs> it's much. much. Sorry, it's a little much. Go a little far with let's, it. Let's let's say uh, d- just do them before I create, <laughs> which might be a few days after I've eaten. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I live alone, so it's okay. Yeah, but <laughs> d- d- um, for me, a big thing is if I don't have. And I, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is, maybe this is just something that I'm making up in my own head. But if I don't have the focus that I need to be able to accomplish making my bed or mm. doing my dishes, then when a, a creative idea starts coming and I get to the point where I have to actually work at something... If I can't do the dishes, mm-hmm. I definitely can't work at writing that song. Mm. Like I don't have the focus necessary. I can't even focus on doing the fucking dishes. Yeah, so we're we're straight up in like how to follow through yeah. with ideas. Um so we're kind of where the the pragmatic and the nebulous converge. Yeah. And yeah. that's that ha- for the majority of my adult life, that has been the issue. Same. Oh, we're we're four. We're both fours. We both <laughs> have that four filter. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like. I want it to just conveniently all come at once. And when I have to work at it, I'm like, oh, okay, I give up. And that's simply because I had never developed any form of focus in my mm. life. When I was a teenager focus was there i would just do it straight Mm -hmm. through and tease it out tease it out tease it out and then it would flow again 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you get like that hump in the middle of a song. Yeah. They kind of have to like climb up over and it, the rest of it then just comes out. Um, yeah. That in my early adulthood, because of lack of focus, where I didn't would you have that. say just like completely honestly, where are you at with that now? Um, I'm working on it for sure. Um that is part of my frustration with like social media mm. is that is so many rapid images coming at you so fast mm. and so often um, that it really trains your mind to not be focused on anything for yeah. any amount of time. Uh-huh. And that's uh, where meditation comes in. That's where spiritual practice for me comes in. And I'm definitely a lot better at that now than I was six months to a year ago. Yeah. And and the decision of this is what I want to do. This is what I'm called to do. This is what I was created to do. The, that decision of I have a purpose and this is it um, has also been a huge um, benefit to bringing my focus into to a point and oh, yeah. being able to do that like oh i'm so excited yeah. for you <laughs> thank you <laughs> um yeah can i share some thoughts on, yeah, on that totally um i'm going into teacher mode right now please do <laughs> um teach us all what i do all day um <laughs> so this is an area like i have always felt really hypocritical as someone who tells people what to do professionally <laughs> in this exact area. Mm. Um, because, you know, and you're talking about social media being distracted. You're talking about med- meditation. I used to be great at meditating in the, the Christian prayerful yeah. format. Um, and I would do that so much it hindered my creativity. Yeah. Um, now, I think especially in being in like, lockdown like I'm pretty well isolated um I I um consume a lot a lot of social media yeah um but I want to say and maybe this won't work for you in the Mm -hmm. same way that it does for me um but you know I just put out an album and I've been trying to for the last decade to do that yeah and I just would always get to a point where everything that you just said, there is, I get that creative paralysis. Yeah. Um, that or happens, like you, yeah. you said, you know, you can't even get yourself to do the dishes. How are you, how are you going to finish an album? Right. You know, and you're, we're like, um, I guess in this conversation, lucky enough to be quite on the same, basically the, this, the same path, but get our own. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of putting out an album, like something I've been trying to do for a decade, I think the biggest thing that I learned is that I, I can do it. Totally. I can do it. Totally. Um, and so, and, and how I did it was, and I'm thinking of this, the social media, um, aspect and, and all of the, not just social media, just a million distractions. There's right. a million right. and one distractions. Um, 
whether it's, you know, working a job that for me, it takes all the energy out of me. I'm Mm -hmm. giving my creative life force to other people all day and I don't have much to tap into at the end of the day. Um, and I have used that as an excuse over and over again. Right. Um, I'm too, my ears are too tired to listen to music. Like I, I don't want to think about music because I've told somebody about the down, down, up, up, down, up, like for the billionth time today, (laughs) um, or chores or bills, whatever. Um, and so I decided I was going to give myself shifts, shifts of creative chunks. Right. And this is a practice practical thing but i'm terrible i'm terrible at discipline i do what i feel like doing quite often i just do what i feel like doing um and not because i don't want to be disciplined but i just i flow that way right and so it's like stopping a magma from flowing down the hillside to redirect that energy (laughs) um but i decided it was important to me to do Mm -hmm. this and i had Mm -hmm. to do i had to do it now Um, so I started giving myself shifts of the phone is, the phone is away. Right. I am in music mode. And at first getting myself to pay attention was really tricky, but I found that thing when I was a teenager, you're talking about when you were a teenager, it was really easy for you to just like crank something out and get in that mode. And I think that's because you don't have the billion other distractions that you do when you're an adult. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. But after a while, I started to be able to go into that space of nothing exists. Like I'm in a whole other universe. I'm right. in a different dimension. Right. And then 10 o'clock is when the noise cutoff would happen. Yeah. And then I sometimes I'd go to headphones and go a couple more hours. Yeah. Um, but then once that shift is over, you better believe I'm zoning out on right. social media. Right. And I can still totally. do all of that and let myself flow. And then totally. the next day I have set aside. Right. At, time. at 10 a.m. Yeah. I start and go until 10 yeah. yeah. Which again. And it's it's not easy. Yeah. To for, but I feel like once but you get is. past that initial. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy, but it is. Yeah. Because that's how I work now. That's, I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing now. And. It's I'm so excited like, to hear your music. Again, me now is like, yeah, that's the only way that I'm actually producing stuff right now is because I have made this, like I sit down at this time to work on this specific song and I have a five hour chunk where I'm doing that mm. without checking my posts, without da 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 without checking my email, without getting distracted. This is what I'm doing. Um, but 15 year old me is like, you're a phony. You have to schedule <laughs> it in. <laughs> you have to make a goal. That's yeah. so funny. But it doesn't just anyway. happen. Right. Oh, gosh. I have some That's 15-year-old me. No, it just happens. Moments of like, oh, gosh. <laughs> being at a guitar center and being handed a tuner and be like, no, pointing at my ear. I have one of these. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> terrible. That's my mom i remember her being like (laughs) um and i remember being told i need to learn music theory this was like i was maybe 14 but like a piano teacher telling me i'm like like my hero jack white just plays it yeah just he doesn't even it's just this happens yeah you know and 
yeah, those, I totally resonate with you. <laughs> so many the cringe fest of idealism. Uh, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there will be any 15-year-olds listening to this, but... I hope so. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally. So I love you, and I know you, and I am you, and you got to do you. You're going to learn your own way. You're not going to listen to anyone. <laughs> but if but, you desire, you can yeah. listen to us, who are you, in the future... <laughs> And realize that it might be a good idea to incorporate some yeah. discipline into your life. <laughs> discipline has been my friend. Yeah. It's been my friend and uh, freed me up in a lot of ways. So I, I don't want to paint it as like a bad thing at all. I had I had to personally spend time distancing, distancing myself from the idea of discipline mm. because of what the church had done to the idea of discipline for me. Dude. So I had to take a break. And I think that's why I pushed up against it so much when I was younger because I was in I was always in the church. Mm -hmm. And it was about spiritual discipline and about doing what's right. And there was always something inside of me that was like, I kind of just want to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. Of course I wouldn't have said the little, F word. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's like um realizing that I had to take some space from that to really realize and recognize the importance. Oh, it's not it's not actually um keeping you from discipline is isn't a restriction. Mm -hmm. Discipline is a pointed focus towards what you desire. Yeah, reframing it right. as um as a positive. I had to tell myself thing. multiple times when I got really tired working on the album but I couldn't stop because I I put out this date of like, this is what I'm yeah. going to really say. Um, you like doing this. Yeah. This is fun for you. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel fun right now because you're, you're tired, but right. this is what you, what would you rather be doing? Right. Um, and that reframing yeah, and, of like, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, this yeah, is this fun. This is better. This yeah. is so much fun. Which is, makes me excited about the power of suggestion and the power of our minds. It's really way, way uh -huh. more. We are way more powerful than we think we are in relation to ourselves. And uh, I think we make things, some at some times we make things a lot harder on ourselves. I, I can speak for myself mm -hmm. in that. Like when I'm creating something, I f used to feel like you where it just happened. Like it just came out of me. I didn't have to try. Mm -hmm. And in my heart, I know that that's true, but something interjected somewhere down the line where that wasn't allowed to be true. Mm. And I'm having to learn that for myself again, knowing full well that it's just a psychological thing of recognizing, oh, this is who I am. It just happens for me. It's just, I'm a songwriter. Mm -hmm. I'm a creator. I'm a lyricist. I'm a musician. I am. Isn't that fun to say it yeah, finally? Yeah. I think I still say sometimes I'm not a real musician. I say, I've said that to you a few times. <laughs> and I've chastised <laughs> you for it heavily. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, maybe that's going to be my resolve after this conversation yeah. or in this moment is to say, no, I'm not. 
I mean, I teach music. <laughs> yeah, you are a musician. I, th- I think I'm good enough to know how good I'm not. Yeah. Um, but to, to actually claim those things. And I think I was really excited to have this conversation. And it's all, there's there's divine threads happening because I just did, uh, I don't want to name drop it, but I um, I, I just did Do a, a cur- it. N- No, I I just feel like a, a nerd. I feel like it's such a what? massive dork. So I did the I did the the Saint Vincent master class on songwriting. Oh, cool! And no, that's was, awesome. It she just completely uh, it was a great workshop for a creative person. Yeah, but completely made me feel valid in my process yeah. because you're just an insane person. Totally, you're if you're a creative person, you're an insane person. Yeah, um, and it was really helpful. But I think. That was on Friday, and this is Tuesday. I binged the whole thing. And then I watched Tom Morello's. I love Tom Morello. <laughs> um, and I, I think at the moment, I'm like, oh, I I am the same as her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, we tend to, to classify because this person is commercially su- successful. Right. They've, like, arrived. Right. And it's like, no, like, I've arrived already. Right. Like, I'm here. Totally. We're doing it. Yes. I am all of these things. Yes. And that, if they're 15-year-olds or 17 or t- 22 or 42, you know, you, yeah. I would I would say just be, start to accept that you are the thing that you want to be and that you're trying to prove to everybody, most yes. of all yourself. Yes. That you are. Like, just stop trying to convince everyone, most of all yourself, and just be it. Just be it. Yeah. If that's what you want, just be it. The I have thoughts, but I want you to play a song first. Okay. Tiny balloon floating away past the ozone into outer space. When did you first notice how high up you had drifted from your safety rack? Now I'm flying high through the void, a sensible direction fear has deployed, and you not sure in which direction you'll find a new rock. What you gonna do to figure this all out before you pop? Let a small green dancing round a sphere. Time means nothing when you're everywhere. No Sensible direction fear has deployed and I'm so high Every direction I find a new trap What you gonna die to figure this all out before you
direction fear has deployed now i'm flying high through the void no sensible direction fear has deployed now i'm flying high through the void no sensible direction fear has deployed <laughs> that's great that, that was something <laughs> that's beautiful that it came through all at once because i mean that's one of the songs on the album where there's a breakup in the timing it's not normal strum patterns there's hits there's breaks there's interesting melodies like it, it it's phenomenal to me that it came through all at once Thank it's you. very cool. Um, yeah, that one's a funny one because I, I had to redo all the guitar because that I think I had had my guitar. No, I didn't even have a guitar yet. I recorded. Oh wow! I recorded the guitar that I just played is my acoustic, my jumbo Larve, and I <laughs> I plugged it into GarageBand, and it was initially I wrote it in a completely like open D tuning. Okay, open tuning. Um, and so I was just using one finger and there's like three chords in the whole song. Cool. Um, and, and I did the lead, but I ran it through GarageBand soft, the, the, yeah. the plugins and the pedals, the mm -hmm. simulated pedals mm -hmm. and amps. And that's how I, I wrote that song. I didn't even have the guitar yet. That's so awesome. I had to re-record everything obviously cause it sounded awful. But sometimes <laughs> though, that, like so like good ideas just come through and you have to work with what you have. No, it was great. I, I don't resent it at all. It was actually great to revisit it yeah. in the last couple of months when I re-recorded it because I could see the progress. Like yeah, it felt like I was totally. transported in real time, totally. traveled to the future. Totally. So, yeah, I I like that song a lot. It's that version I just did is a little more laid back, but the other one is very fun and high energy, and yeah. we usually we usually close sets with that one. Yeah, it's a fun song. It is a very fun song. I enjoy that one. I enjoy playing that one. I feel like there's a trillion other things that we could talk about. For sure. But we've been talking for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for ages, too. Yeah. I'm not tired. I am feel very energized talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there... I'm trying to think of if there's anything that I wanted to ask you about that we didn't get to yet. Yeah. Or if there's anything, is there anything that you wanted to talk about or? Yeah. I think I just, I would say, you know, we've, 
gone into some depth on, on some things or in some things here that we've talked about. And I don't want it to come across like I'm anti anything as far as like Christianity goes or religion goes, because I'm not against any of that. And I want, I want people just to feel like they have permission to ask questions, I guess. Totally. And, and I, I want people to know that that's my heart, not to just like bitch and moan about like how the church fucked me up. Mm. Um, because as much as that, that's partially true. Mm-hmm. There's so many equally good and beautiful things that have come out. Mm-hmm. Like that's my story. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. Totally. Having come through that. And so I, I don't, I don't resent Christianity oh, and I, totally, yeah. I don't want that to seem like that's my heart. And I don't want someone to use me as an example of, to give the finger to their origins or where they came from. Um, so I guess that's yeah. just important because sometimes I get, you know, I get caught up in the emotion. And yeah. I I feel like, mm. uh, everything that you've said has been very diplomatic and very nice. You haven't said anything that's been over. Mm, that's good. So, we'll listen yeah. to you for on the album and tell me. What you're <laughs> <still> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, because we have similar backgrounds, mm. I understand that, um, and I I don't I don't have any issue with someone believing in God or being a Christian, mm-hmm. um, but if any form of your if if any form of belief system enables you to uh, can easily condemn other people, ask some questions. Yeah. I, I think that's that's where you start to see me get a little fierce is right. when I see harm happening totally to other people. Totally. So, yeah, that's that's an Im- important thing to say, and I'm I'm trying to think otherwise. I think it's it's been a very like wholesome conversation. And, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And um, I think if I'm looking at themes, we're talking about. And and this is something you you, this is important to you because you ask this question to everyone you have these conversations with. Yeah. Who who are you? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. And we went into some creative spaces about what it means to be a creative person, mm-hmm. and I think that's where you go anyway with mm-hmm. people. Um. And I I like what what we said there right before I played that song of I, if if anybody has made it this far <laughs> to just give yourself yeah, permission totally to be to don't be. judge yourself yeah. and you don't it doesn't have to look like me or justice or annie clark or jack right. white or you know i my passion and this is what i do for a living is just to i want i want people to be exactly who they are mm-hmm and yeah that's, that's beautiful what i have to say it's beautiful yeah and we we have so much more power than we think we have to mm. be able to make those decisions for ourselves and maybe your upbringing isn't conducive to being who you want to be or what mm. you want to be or the people that you have surrounded yourself with are not conducive 
all of that can change. Yeah. Everything can change. That's that's what we're here discussing. That's what we're sitting down and talking about is is your story of transformation. Your story of saying thanks but no thanks to certain people in a very kind uh and sometimes sometimes poignant and forceful way <laughs> yeah. but <Assertive>. also <laughs> with the heart of kindness and a heart of love, like thank you, but no, thank you. Mm -hmm. That's enough from you. I'm not going to base my life on what you think about me anymore. Mm, Yeah. Um, I'm going to find people now who believe me, number one, and believe in me, number Mm -hmm. two, so that I can believe in myself and be, who I'm choosing to be, be who I feel like I really am. Yeah. Yeah. And we're both artists. So I feel like we're speaking about all of this and like a very, a very like nebulous abstract way. I think we've said a lot of like very pragmatic things too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say, go to therapy, <laughs> <laughs> go to therapy, read, yeah. read some books. Yeah. Read books. That's, for sure. Yeah. So all I think we haven't gotten where we are just from being these like creative rainbow trailing (laughs) (laughs) people, you know, Mm. there's, there's work, but good work. Yeah, totally. Well, the, the stars have come out, (laughs) moon is hanging over our heads. (laughs) Let's do is it, it. Is it time? Yeah. Is it time? Let's close with that. We'll go out with that song. So before we play that song. That wasn't a fart. That was my leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was my oh. leg on the couch. <laughs> my, I'm sweaty. So. Um, before uh, we play that song, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you. And sharing space with me. Thanks for coming to me and you driving all this way. These types of conversations are so important to me. And I love that um, people get to hear and be in the room with us in a sense. And we're creating, uh, you said a word that I love earlier um, um, when you were talking, I don't know if we recorded it, but it was when you were describing uh, your River Ripley concept. Uh, You said the word transdimensional, which is a word that I use all the time because we are currently creating this trans-dimensional space that we are now inviting other people. Mm -hmm. And if they've gotten this far, they have stuck around and they've felt the the things that we've created in this trans-dimensional space. And um, we've cracked open ideas and we've looked into concepts And we've talked about artistry and creativity, but ultimately what we're talking about is uh, transformation and the navigation of life. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing. Thank you for being open. Um, Thank you. And thank you for sharing your art and your creativity and for giving yourself permission to be who you are and who you are becoming. Thank Uh, you. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. And how <laughs> how do people find you and listen to your work? Oh yeah. 
and all that stuff before we play this one last song. Yeah. Um, no, I want to say that, but I have one more, more thing to say. It and you Tell just me. there's this beautiful thank you to me, and I want to say thank you. <laughs> um, I I've grown up believing there wasn't room at the table for everyone, mm. um, and I think what I've learned in our relationship and in our group of beautiful friends and musicians what we're doing right now and proving right here is that, um, and this is maybe too powerful of a word. I don't know. It's not a competition. Totally. We're existing and creating space and shining the spotlight on each other. And like, I feel so loved and so honored that you've given me, you've literally given me a voice and that that's a big, big deal to me. That is like as someone who's had her voice taken away Mm. so often, Like, Mm. I just feel so loved and so honored to, you know, you give a shit about what I have to say. And I do. And it feels great to just share, share share this space together. And I'm really grateful. So thanks for having me. And um, it's my pleasure. Really. um, You can find me. I'm most active on Instagram. That's like the easiest way to interact and share things in real time. So it's Instagram at River Ripley. Um, Facebook, I think is River Ripley band or River Ripley music. I think I'm the only River Ripley. I really lucked out on that name. So if you Google River Ripley, like I'm going to come up every time. Um, and all my music is, it's on all of the, all the things. So Bandcamp, Spotify, uh, Apple music, um, Amazon music, SoundCloud, um, you look under your bed, I'm under there offering, stretching out a hard copy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you can, you can find it in all the places. It's river, cool. like a stream. Cool. Ripley, like, where, believe it or not. Where's the place? Um, <clears throat> cause streaming people can listen to it, mm-hmm. but where's the place where people can pay you for your work? Um, iTunes or Bandcamp. Bandcamp's great because they do the, well, they have very high quality streaming, by the way. And yeah. then you can pay what you want. And then they have Bandcamp Fridays. So if on a Friday, if you buy it on a Friday, it all goes to me, which is really helpful because really you get pennies on your music. Um, and I don't, I'm, I did not approach this thinking about money at all. But if you want to, if you feel so inclined to support, um, Bandcamp is probably one of the best places. Cool. So. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, of course. All right. Let's let's serenade ourselves let's and do it. the people. <clears throat> I don't use that. <laughs> so this is this is called Moonlight. And I don't really remember much about writing it, but it happened. And then when I played it live for the first time, I just felt like Justice should sing on it with me and Marty. Um Marty is it fantastically talented yes. musician yes. in their own right. And um, I've had the privilege and pleasure of having them uh, back me as a backup vocalist and keyboard player. Um, and so we've done this as like a trio. Yes. Every time I've performed it live, you've been with me. So Really? I think uh, I've done a couple of like coffee house type Type deals Were you by this, yourself? Yeah, because yeah. this is like the polite, one of the polite ones I can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not even that polite. But uh, yeah, but 
anytime it's been like a band or a big show, it's been with you guys. Cool. So, oh, here's to hoping I don't fuck it up. <laughs> I may need to back this up because I get like loud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So soft and warm He's the only love I ever let myself know Cause now the earth and sky can't take me home 
my secrets have been quietly keeping. All of my secrets have been quietly keeping. All of these secrets have been quietly keeping. All of these secrets have been. Yes, agreed. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, and I love you, Justice. I love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you once again for joining us in this trans-dimensional space as we had this beautiful conversation and had a great time together and a great time singing together especially at the end there on moonlight i hope that you enjoyed everything that is all that i have for you on this new moon declare what you need in your life start something new clear the space and set new intention for yourself maybe even going along with what we are talking about a lot in this transmission 
deciding that you have permission to be who you desire to be. Set those intentions for yourself on this beautiful new moon. That is all I have for you on this transmission. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or evening or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. I am Justice the Mystic and I am clearing this spiritual space and closing this portal now Join in next time on October the 31st for the full moon transmission where I will be joined by a few of my fellow Love Cult Communion members and some of my closest friends and my spiritual inner circle, my coven if you will, where we will discuss all things spiritual and all things all hallows eve i love you so much thanks for tuning in this has been transmission number zero 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 five i love you so much love.